0: The Leafs return home after a lengthy road trip for a date with the Panthers tonight. And we had some injury updates for you guys. Let's get into it all in today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: Hello and welcome into the March 20, what do we have, the 29th edition of Locked On Lee's Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leaves. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN 1050's Overdrive and 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked on Leafs, a daily Maple leaf centric podcast. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. Also check us out on YouTube now, Locked on Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe. we got new content coming out each and every day, five days a week, Monday through friday uh this episode is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook it's the official sportsbook of locked on make every moment more visit vandal.com slash locked on today to get started david what's going on pal how's your uh, how's your evening going
1: well, it's been busy just uh preparing for the next gig for my music
0: Oh, what do you got going on? Actually, I did see you posted something on of his Facebook or Instagram, but you're opening up for someone for something. Yeah, we're
1: opening up for a band at the Revival uh, Event Center. I think that's what they call it, Revival. Sweet. Yeah. So April fourteenth, if anybody wants to come and listen to some music, April fourteenth, we will be playing. My band is called The Bridge, by the way. If you, <laughs> I the should bridge. have probably brought that in.
0: Are they all from Woodbridge?
1: I, I won't, no, um, no, I don't actually, sorry. Two people are from Woodbridge in this band. So <laughs> that wasn't the reason we called it the bridge, but
0: yeah. All right. Need, what's, what's, what's like the go-to song, right? Everyone's saying one more song, one more song, one more song. And y'all walk back out and you give them one more song. What is it, Dave? What does the bridge play?
1: Oh, uh, we added this to our last uh, gig. It was a uh, jump. By Van Halen
0: oh nice nice all right I like it I like it um I had an interesting night we'll get to the leaf stuff in a moment it's a game day at least Panthers tonight down at Scotiabank Arena and it's it's gonna be an important one for Florida which means Toronto's gonna have to be ready for sure and you know they have been the last few games so I'm not uh, too worried about it because you know Panthers are a good team and they only lose to bad teams we know that um But uh, I was, you know, minding my own business. I was watching the Raptors game today, and uh, at some point in like the third quarter, uh, I hear myself getting a shout-out from Matt Devlin while watching the Raptors game. I'm going to send you a tweet here. I I just sent you a tweet if you want to pull it up so you can uh, listen to it, but uh, my phone just blew right up. Like, oh, getting shout-outs from Matty D, yada, yada. It was quite funny and quite humorous if you missed it, but uh, I sent it to you. It was a little bit of uh yeah, there it is here. We also need to break down the video of Noodles and Hayes here. We'll do that in just a moment. But here's here's what was said uh and the old Al's brother shout out on the Raptors broadcast today. But where's <laughs> the old dog? Is he hanging out with Al's brother up in the
1: 300s or something? Exactly.
0: I didn't have that on my bingo card, man. I didn't have getting a shout out from Maddie D during oh, the Raptors. Maddie D is the man. He is the man. I love the Maddie D and Jacko. Like that's th- those guys are the goats of uh Raptors broadcasts. Um, Was yeah. didn't expect that, and my phone just blew up, dude, when that happened.
1: Yeah, like you got shout out during you know by by Maddie D, and like. Where why weren't you there? That's my question. What? Wow,
0: i do get those invite? invites. <laughs> I'll get those invites, man. I didn't get invited to that one. Uh, couldn't tell you <laughs> that one wasn't me. It was just Hazy B and and Noodles. So I, I'm guessing they only got two tickets, and you know those two ended up going. Although, bring the video back up because we got to break down the video of these two gentlemen that I work with on a daily basis because i don't know what makes me laugh more watch noodles okay so we'll have to watch this a couple times watch noodles and how awkward he is I okay? so play it from the start play it from the oh i get yeah play from the start he's just like so awkward about it what the hell are he we doing let them watch haze Trying to act like the camera's not even there, Mr. Cool, Blue Steel. It's hilarious. Dude, like, they they got the
1: 8K camera, right? Those new, like, fancy ones that they have at the field level or court level if you're going to, like, uh, a basketball game. Like, they always have those special cameras. They got the 8K
0: content going there. 8K is dangerous, man, because somebody took a screenshot of Hazy B Look, I've looked at that guy in his face. I, I saw him today, literally today, and AK makes you look. You know how they say the camera adds ten pounds. I think AK adds ten years to your face. Because <laughs> someone took a pic and screenshotted it, and and it, Hazy B looks ten years older <laughs> than he really is in that pic. He doesn't look like that in real life. So AK bid, they add ten years to your life, dude.
1: Well, it's a good thing we don't have those in hockey, because
0: no, no. there's some
1: things you don't want to see in AK during a hockey game.
0: It's no. Hockey Matthews, game. Austin Matthews at the game as well. Right before that shot, they showed a, a shot of Austin Matthews and his dad at the game. So it went from Austin Matthews and his father, and they switched to Noodles and Hayes. <laughs> um, so Matthews, you know, an uh, off night, looks like the team was back into Toronto today, and... Him and Pops ended up going and checking out a Raptors game they won so that was great you can go uh you know if you're a Raptors fan we do got a locked on Raptors podcast with Sean Woodley he's terrific so you can go listen to that uh, after you're done listening to this show um but uh yeah so we got a game tonight Dave got Leafs and Panthers and you know we saw it happen less than a week ago and the Leafs went into Florida and beat the tails off of these Panthers and you know, I think tonight is is near must win for Florida. Like they they lost the other night against Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a pretty brutal loss that they suffered five two, um, and now they sit like three points back, and and I believe they're a game behind two on Pittsburgh. Although Pittsburgh lost tonight, so maybe uh, actually, so maybe they're they're tied in terms of games played, but still three points games back. played
1: and three points back
0: three points back of the penguins. So at this point it's, it's getting down to like, they got to win as many hockey games as possible because they got a leapfrog the Pittsburgh penguins at this point. So this will be a game that Florida definitely waking up for, especially since Toronto beat them in their own barn less than a week ago.
1: Yep, exactly. And other teams are still technically in it like Buffalo, Ottawa, not officially out. I mean, they're not officially out of it, but like they're, Hey, with the way the Panthers have been playing the last little bit, you never know.
0: I don't know. It's a three-team race for two spots for me. I think even even it might even be down to a two-team race for yeah. the last spot. Like I think the Islanders have won enough games where they're up, I think, like three or four points on on uh, Pittsburgh with a couple games in hand, which means they've got you know six, seven, eight points up on Florida. Actually, game in hand. So
1: the Islanders are three points up, but they have they've played one more game than.
0: The Only best. played one more game. Sorry, I thought I read that uh, I read that incorrectly. That is my bad. But I still think that the Islanders are probably gonna end up winning now and they're just playing better hockey of late i think it i legitimately i just i hope florida does fall out of the playoffs i think it'd be hilarious for them to go for president's trophy all the way to falling out of the playoffs the very next year um but as for tonight there are uh, a couple of updates that we got from practice dave um ryan o'reilly will not be playing tonight he did take part in skills the skill session at practice today But uh, won't play for the rest of the week, apparently, or at least that's the plan, unless things change. So they're aiming to get him up and uh, ready to go for next Tuesday's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, But there was an injury that did pop up that will have impact on tonight's game. I'll tell you who that is on the other side. Before I get into it, though. Got to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. It's one of our favorites. It's FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than at FanDuel. It's North America's number one sports book. And it's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet does not win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from money line to point spreads, goal scores. Whatever you want to do, it's all up on the app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcasts. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morisuti. If it's your first time uh, listening, I uh, really appreciate you taking a chance on us. If you enjoy the podcast, We would ask that you do subscribe. We got new content coming out each and every day with the playoffs just three weeks away, man. Things are really starting to ramp up, and uh, the content will be coming a lot uh, more frequently and with a lot more urgency, especially once we get going with the playoffs. But there's a game tonight before we get there. There's nine games left in the regular season. Um, We said Ryan O'Reilly will not play tonight. But there was one injury that did occur uh, in the last game. Um, someone's a little nicked up and won't be playing tonight, and it's Noel Achari. So Noel Achari considered day to day, and Sheldon Keefe at practice today said that the team will go with the eleven and seven route against the Florida Panthers.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, it's not anything that's going to be nagging for Noel Achari because. He he's proven to be a very valuable part of this of this lineup. And what you see happen to the rest of the lineup with him out, you're like, eh, that's not ideal. Um, but at the same time, you this is kind of where you want guys to rest. We were talking about rest the other day. It wouldn't be a bad idea if Nola Charlie comes back and he's fresh for the playoffs. But yeah, it's still not ideal that you lose a guy like that at this point, um, with something that we don't know exactly what it is. I don't. I don't remember seeing anything particularly. Yeah. Other than I think there was that one play where he got his hand chopped in the air as he tried to go for a puck, and he hit a stick because the guy tried to knock the puck out of the air. Yeah. I don't think it was that because it probably would have probably just had a hand injury. So yeah, this is it's a, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, at least now he can get a little, he can get back into a groove when the playoffs or just before the playoffs hopefully
0: yeah so i think um if, if it were a playoff game if it were a must-win game i'd imagine no would be playing but to this point like you're in the final stretch here games don't mean a whole lot like the, the home ice is all but locked up like it's just a formality now up seven points game in hand they probably will end up uh even if they go 500 down the stretch they'll probably end up winning uh, home ice advantage in round one, so now it really is just about keeping guys healthy. And If you're just a little bit banged up, I don't think it's a terrible thing to uh, to to keep Noel Chari out of it for a game, and then he can return on uh, on Saturday when they play the Ottawa Senators. So there's you know quite a bit of time to heal up and rest up over the course of the next uh, well just this week in general. Do you have the the lines actually from what we saw in uh, in practice today? Because there was kind of a funny little meme. That was uh, floating around in practice today, I think, based off of the smirk. You know what I'm talking about here. But when I saw the practice lines kind of come out, you know, the usual suspects, you see Alters, you see Mark Masters, and, you know, all these people who float up the uh, the lines, you'll see that uh, there's an interesting little name there. So I'll, I'll explain them all uh, for those who are listening and not watching on YouTube. But, you know, status quo in the top six, Yarncrock, Matthews, Marner, Kerfoot, remains with Tavares and Nylander. The third line, because we see the injury to Nolachari, things getting shaken up here, but it's Bunting, Lafferty, and then Placeholder. Placeholder was the name, and this wasn't just by Masters. This was by every reporter out there, because there was just some random guy who was tooting around at Leafs practice today uh, in place of, you know, obviously Nolachari, who was out of practice. Um, Aston Reese, Camp, and Simmons as the fourth line. Uh, how many placeholder jerseys do you think we will see get made? Do you think we'll see at least one person make a placeholder jersey? I think, I think we do.
1: Now, are we talking about like legitimately get a placeholder one made, or are they going to just duct tape and just write placeholder on the, on the tape? Like I've seen some jerseys do at games.
0: Uh You know what? They both count.
1: I still don't think so, but it would be hilarious
0: if we did see one. I'll do it. You do it. You're going to the game. Put a jersey on. Put duct tape over it and write placeholder. Ugh. I think it'd be. I tell you what, Dave. I'll make this. I will make this bet with you right now. Okay. If the Leafs win a round, if they win a round, Dave, I'm not even asking for a Stanley Cup. If the Leafs win a round, I will order myself a jersey. I'll put double zeros on it with the nameplate placeholder. Wow. If they went around, that will happen.
1: Wow. And you you went double down and putting the double zero on there. That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be double zero. I mean, that just makes sense. That's funny. But it just makes sense. Tell you what, I'm going to put another caveat on it, actually. We got to get to 3,000 subs by then as well so if we can get to three thousand subs by the end of round one and they win i will get a jersey double zeros placeholder on the back of it
1: and just to give the viewers uh the idea we were at uh 2740 subscribers
0: yeah so we're only 260 subscribers away from hitting that threshold that's not too far out.
1: So, tell all your friends that if you get if we get to 3000 leads one around, we will have a placeholder jersey and Mike's going to wear it and he's also for the rest of the playoffs, he will put it on his wall somewhere too.
0: Yes, absolutely. It will get put up somewhere back here. It'll be part of the like part of the backdrop for the rest of the season. Uh it'll it will be a nice little placeholder jersey. It's going to happen.
1: We're manifesting it. I, I hope
0: so. Um, So all joking aside, so that's the, uh, those are going to be the 11 forwards. Defensively, McCabe and Brody remain together. Riley Shen, Geo Hall. So no changes from the weekend. And presumably uh, Timothy Lilligren will check in as the seventh defenseman. So that's how your forward and D pairings shape up. Uh, there was no answer on goaltender though. I don't believe unless you saw something, Um, but I know that Samsonov did return to practice today. So I'm guessing they'll kind of see how he feels in the morning um, and see if he wants to go. Or if not, I guess it'll be Matt Murray, but um, there was no uh, answer as to who is going to start. Um, So my question to you, Dave, is who do you think should start? Should it be Ilya Samsonov who hasn't played in a while, but only has one practice under his belt, or should it be, Matt Murray, who less than a week ago had a really strong performance against these same Florida Panthers. I
1: think it should be Samsonov. Like, if he's good, he hasn't played in a while, let him play. Because you're going to know what? It's not like you're going to be sitting Matt Murray for long because guess what? You got a back-to-back coming up. So Matt Murray is going to get some game action as well. So yeah, have, have Samsonov play, and then you go from there. Unfortunately, we won't have the services of the Leafs' new number one goaltender, Joseph Wall. Cause he was sent down
0: today. He was sent down RIP to a couple of the people on the discord who legitimately were raw, raw about Joseph wall, becoming the team's new number one and displacing, um, at the very least, Matt Murray as the, the team's backup goaltender doesn't look like that's going to happen. Plus I thought about this afterward. Joseph Wall would be much better served. Like the Marlies are like first in their division, I'm pretty sure. Like the Marlies are poised to go on a long playoff run. He would be much better served from a development perspective to be the starter to go on a long playoff run in the American League than to ride the pine behind Samson in the NHL. Would he not?
1: Ah, uh, one thousand percent. Yeah, and yeah. you were right. The Marlies are first by a large margin, margin, yeah. fourteen point lead in their division. So. Yeah, he's going to play playing important games. We've seen how much the Leafs value these games for their prospects. So, yeah,
0: 1,000%. We should get uh, before the Marlies playoffs start, which is pretty soon, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we'll definitely get uh, you know Marleys reporter, whether it's uh, Nick Barden. Um, maybe we can get Todd Crocker. I had Todd Crocker on, on Leech Lunch today, actually. He's, he's always a fun guy. He's a play-by-play for the Marlies. Maybe we we'll try and get him on the podcast uh, to kind of tee things up Ahead of the playoffs for uh, for the Baby Buds. As for the Maple Leafs, uh, they got Florida tonight. Uh, why don't we take one more quick break? Uh, when we get back, I want to have a discussion about what these final nine games mean for the Leafs. Is there a player in particular who has anything that they still need to show? Sheldon Keefe? Or is there not much meaning in these final nine games? We'll have that conversation on the other side. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. You're listening to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcasts. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. Uh, we got a game tonight. Leafs and Panthers back at Scotiabank Arena. So Toronto coming off that uh, long, load, long road trip. And they'll be back in their home barn tonight. Both you and I go into the game. I think mean, it's the first time we've both been uh, in the arena at the same time. We we'll won't be together, but we will have to take the obligatory pick and fire it up in the Discord as everybody who's part of that Discord does when they go to Leaf games. We also have to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, I think I'm going to be sitting right, like literally underneath. I'm in section 322.
0: Underneath the press box? Yeah. Oh, I might have to see if I can come say hello.
1: Yeah, come say down to the poor people that are sitting in the nosebleeds.
0: Maybe I can bring you a slice of pizza.
1: Just kidding. They well, don't.
0: They this don't this. give a lot of pizza up there. It's usually gone before I even get to it.
1: I was gonna say, and if it's pizza, pizza, I might. I might. It say.
0: is. It is pizza, pizza, which is <laughs> not the bueno. Not the bueno. I will say. Um Should be a good game though. I, I'm, you know, I'm excited for it. Obviously it's, it's two pretty good teams. And like I said, Florida, they got something that they're playing for. They they're trying to scratch and claw their way into the playoffs pun intended. And uh, Toronto just looking to, you know, keep playing well like they did uh, against Carolina and and against Nashville. Like I think that's all you want. When we look at these final nine games, you know, they don't mean a whole lot for Toronto. Like I said, they're they're seven points up with games in hand now on, on Tampa, it's pretty much locked in that they'll end up with first uh, uh, with first round home ice. So, you know, at this point, what 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 do these final nine games mean for you? Is there anything that you still want to see? Is there a player who you think can make a name for themselves here or needs to make a name for themselves here? Like what do these what are you looking to get out of these final nine games, Dave, as as a fan and, and as a as an analyst of the team?
1: Um, I would say, first and foremost, trying to get an established lineup and play with it for the next little bit because we've seen so many moves and so many changes. I think, the, I think yes, you're trying to integrate what oh, close to six new players in the lineup. You're going to be trying different things and seeing what works. Now it's a matter of, okay, we now know what works or what's working. Let's make sure that this is locked in. Guys are building chemistry. And yeah, like I look at that, like the Tavares, Neilander, Kerfoot, if that's going to be a line, then let's see them try to develop that chemistry together. Uh, that's the important one. The other one is get guys in the lineup that haven't played in a while. Like Timothy Lilligren will play because of the lead 11 and seven Connor Timmons. If he's healthy, like I, you never know, he, you, you could get some injuries and he might have to go in. I don't want Connor Timmins to be sitting for two months and then, Oh, yep. You got to play a hockey game. Like give him a, give him a game at some point in the stretch. If you're doing the 11 and seven, I think getting Connor Timmins in the lab shouldn't be too difficult.
0: Such a weird situation for him, isn't it? Yeah. Like he, he gets traded to Toronto and it was pretty much because he wasn't playing in Arizona. Um, and trade to Toronto for a new opportunity. And he, he plays what he end up playing. He played like a dozen, maybe even more games, maybe like 15, 16 – No, I played like 20 games almost, I'm pretty sure, for Toronto this year. Uh, if you want to look that up quickly. Um, and he was fairly productive when he had played, but then once all the trades happened, he just kept getting knocked down the depth chart. And 22 games, 22 games yeah,
1: 13 oh. points in 22 games,
0: yeah, like that's that's incredibly productive when he's in the lineup but hasn't been able to get into the lineup since the deadline because of all the additions that they've made and i thought maybe they would try and get him in at some point but man they they need to have the other guys going the guys who are guaranteed to play not a not a maybe we'll see type of thing but it's so weird because they gave him a two-year extension at like 1.1 million which it's fully variable. I suppose if, if it doesn't work out, you can easily move that money down into the minors. But, you know, I just thought like he was going to be part of this team's future. Maybe he'll get a look down the stretch and maybe factor in, you know, on a similar level as like an Eric Gustafson has not been the case. He, the, he is the forgotten man here on the blue line. I mean, I can't blame Keith. I don't think that he deserves to be, I guess in the lineup over most of those guys, but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see if he does get at least one of these final nine games so he's not completely cold if called upon, you know, and he's not off the ice, hasn't played a game in two months. Frankie Carrado will tell you that that's a, a tough thing to do, to sit for two, three months and then be expected to jump into the middle of the season, let alone the middle of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not an easy situation, and it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's an unfortunate one. I will say it's not not one that it's not
0: unfortunate think. set of circumstances. It's nobody's fault. It is Nobody. someone's fault, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it definitely is someone's fault. <laughs> I mean, like pretty much Eric Gustafson took Connor Timmons' spot. If you're looking at it that way,
0: yeah, a left-handed Eric Gustafson. Well, I guess he plays both sides, but yeah. essentially, yeah, that's kind of he's one still better.
1: away from the team too, dealing with a personal issue.
0: Yeah, he is. So he still isn't isn't back yet. Which again, you would think maybe now would be that game to maybe get uh to get Connor Timmins in as the seventh defenseman just to get his feet wet as opposed to Lilligren. But um yeah, I don't know. It's we'll see what happens. Or maybe like you take Luke Shen out for a night and you pop Lilligren up with with Riley and, and you know, you still keep Timmins as your seven. We'll see. Uh based on practice today, that's not expected to happen, but I guess things could change. Uh, between now and and game time. um I, I mean anything else though, like outside of getting a game from from Connor Timmins, like to me it's 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 really figuring out where Michael Bunting is going to play. I think is maybe the 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 lone question mark I still have. Um, is he gonna play up in the top six? Is he gonna make his way back up on that top line? like well, let's take a line from line, line through line, right? I think Jankrok has des- is deserving to stick on that top line with Matthews and Marner so I don't see him going up there unless that line falters which could happen like I don't expect them to get a long leash and if- he could very well work his way back up there at some point but right now I think that trio's uh, been been fantastic so leaving that alone could play on the second line with Tavares and and Nylander but um, I heard Keith in practice, you know, a couple of days ago, say, you know, he tried to go back to that and it just didn't work. So that's why he put Kerfoot back on that line. He wanted somebody who was a little defensively responsible because they were getting outscored when that trio was out on the ice, mm-hmm. um, in particular at five on five. So he wanted to add Kerfoot there for someone for some defensive responsibility. So if that's the case, okay, Bunting drops your third line. But if you use your third line as a checking line, that's probably not a good spot for Michael Bunting when Ryan O'Reilly returns, right? So it, it is a big question that I have. Like, where does Michael Bunting fit in this lineup? That may be my my largest remaining question that I have on the air. I think I'm starting to understand where uh, what what the blue line pairs are going to be. Like, you've got the shutdown pair in, in, in uh, McCabe and Brody. I think Giordano and Hall are a pretty good, like, you know, second pair slash 2B. And, and then, you know, Riley and Luke Shen could be, uh, you know, another guy. So I, I think right now it's it's really just figuring out where Michael Bunting fits in this lineup.
1: And my question to you is Does this change your thought process on what happens with him at the end of the season with his contract?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And I wonder how much that's factoring into it, too. Because I think I saw a tweet today. I think Mike Johnson actually may have said it on Overdrive. I was half-list. I think I was on the phone with somebody at the time when listening, but I believe I heard him say. And and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But he's talking to some people around the league, and he wouldn't be shocked if he got a long-term deal, six years ish, around four million dollars a season, similar to like you know Ilya Mikheyev's deal that he got in in Vancouver. Like, that, that. that's that's what he's hearing. And, and if that's the case, he's not going to get that here in Toronto.
1: No.
0: So, Yarncroft is under contract next year and the year after that and the year after that. He does have a future. So, I wonder if that's why, you know, the team's also just kind of getting a peek at Yarncroft because not just for the present but also the future if Bunting's not going to be part of the picture.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but it's also like – are the Leafs missing Ilya Mikheyev right now? Not entirely. Not, I mean, you'd like to have him for his penalty killing and all those things, but not at $4 million a year. Like, Kelly Yonkrok, at one point, were just like, we don't know what exactly his role is. But the last few weeks, you're getting now a top-line winger at a very, very manageable contract. And over the next week, some people actually wondered why. And I saw some comments I think on our YouTube channel uh, we were talking about Yankel, and some people were like, "Why did he sign for so little?" You forget that when he was in Calgary, he didn't score when he got traded. Good old Zippo. It's almost like the Cal- It's almost like Daryl Sutter has something on guys who have offensive talent, and then it dries up when it gets to Calgary.
0: Well, I mean, even when he was in, in Nashville and even in Seattle, like it's, it's not as though this guy's a, a 25 goal scorer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, he has, he's never been known for being a goal scorer and, and something has seemed to just click this season. And and I wonder how much playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and at times Tavares and, and Marner, like, and Nylander, how much that has just allowed him to flourish. Like they're just setting him up to be in good positions and, you know he's just taking full advantage he's got a really high shooting percentage i will say that as well an extremely high shooting percentage so there's some luck that's involved um there as well so i don't know like it's not that i think his career high is like 15 goals like he's just a 15 goal scorer who could you know play a two way game you know like he's not a, a considered a top 6 power forward or anything like that so i think you know just a hair over 2 million bucks makes sense for for a guy that's entering his 30s like i think it, it totally made sense for them to actually i think he's like 31 if i'm not mistaken he's already in his 30s i believe kelly Aaron Croc. so you know i got the contract at the time i did like it um seems like it's pretty good so far but again it's, there's four years on that bad boy we'll see when he's 34 35 what he looks like but you know even Four years from now, $2 million on your fourth line. The way the the, the cap is going to go up in the next two, three years, it's going to not really impact you. It'll, based on cap percentage, it'll be very slim. It'll be like, you know, 1.5 or 1.25 million or something like that. So I'm not too concerned about that one. Um, but I think he's played well this season. Um, anything else you want to get to on today's show?
1: No, I think, I think, Considering there wasn't really as much news coming out, I think we did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, not uh, not a whole lot, but, you know, game tonight. Should be a good one. Uh, that'll do it for us today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast and all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris Sudi, uh remember to smash that like button. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. And, hey, subscribe. We got to get to 3,000 by the end of the first round for me to buy a jersey double zero with the nameplate placeholder on the back. That's what's happening. If we can get to 3K by the end of round one and the Maple Leafs do, in fact, give us a second round series to preview. So. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Um, we'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. We'll be breaking down the game against the Panthers. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.